You're listening to What She Said, a podcast for bloggers and creatives hosted by me, Lucy Sharif, a freelance journalist living in London. Each week, I interview different women in blogging and the online world, getting their best blogging tips and advice, and a little bit of gossip too. Thanks for listening. Ah, uh, I feel so super lucky I get to chat with two such amazing women each week for the podcast, and none more so than this episode when I got to chat to Claire from Weekend Candy. Claire is so lovely. I can't even tell you how lovely she is. If you don't follow her on Instagram, go to at Weekend Candy. She has amazing stories. She has brilliant captions. They make me laugh out loud a lot. We had a really, really honest chat. And, you know, Claire was super honest and she was really generous with her knowledge. And she shared her journey from baby blogger. (laughs) Not literally, she didn't start blogging when she was a baby. Just, you know, from when she started out (laughs) to the superstar she is today. She opened up about some of the feelings of self-doubt that can really, really hold you back. It's crazy that she's so humble and I don't think she realises how awesome she is, which makes it (laughs) an extra special chat. We also talked about some of the downsides of press trips because sometimes they can totally be crappy. If you've been struggling with self-doubt and you need a friendly reminder that you totally rock, this is the episode for you. Hi Claire, welcome to the podcast. Hello Lucy, thank you for having me here. Oh, thank you for joining us. So for anybody that doesn't know who you are, do you want to introduce yourself and just tell us a little bit about your blogging journey so far? Okay, yeah. So I'm Claire Robinson, better known as Weekend Candy. Basically my, my blog started about three years ago, over three years ago now. And I really started it because I was working as a freelance writer I was working with Eurostar and I'd always wanted to be a a travel writer, but it always seemed like, you know, being a travel writer was just something that other people did, not not me. (laughs) But I really loved writing for Eurostar and doing all their stuff. And I was like, oh God, I really want to do this for, you know, somehow. And then sort of just cottoned onto the blogging thing and went, oh, actually, maybe I could start a blog. So I started Weekend Candy and it's about weekend breaks in in the UK and and Europe. And the reason I I chose that as my niche is just because I'm a mum and I was a full-time writer as well. And I just couldn't be a digital nomad or whatever they call themselves. I wish I could, (laughs) but I just, I couldn't. So I have to fit traveling in during the weekend. So that's how it started. and, And that's what the blog is. And I'm Weekend Candy on all different sorts of social media as well so when you started the blog you started with a super strong niche did that make life a lot easier or you know was there anything else that helped you along the way because if I said to you oh I I see you as a successful travel blogger you probably would be like oh okay I don't really see myself like that but to me I think oh like how did you how did you kind of um, like harness that success at the beginning a, I don't at all see myself successful <laughs> <laughs> at all. But it's interesting other people's perceptions about what you do. But the, the niche was really seemed really um, the most obvious thing to do for me. And I think it's because I work in advertising. So I'm quite used to working at creating brands yeah. and brand positionings and all that kind of stuff. That's what I do. 
for, for my kind of bread and butter. And so it just made sense to me to go just another travel blog. And I, I don't mean that disrespectfully, but do you just mean like if yeah, I just put myself yeah. out there, yeah. what do I need to be? I need to be something. What fits with what I do and, and, and what is an authentic representation of, of me? I can't pretend that I'm going to the Philippines and, you know, then, you know, South America. You know, I, I can't do that. I can't yeah. do this long haul stuff. I, I just can't. So, so to me, that the weekend niche seemed like a natural thing to do as, as I was trying to build a brand. Yeah. In terms of how how that's helped me to create it and, and move forward and get followers, do you know what? I really don't know. I'd like to think it, it has, and I'm quite proud of the fact that I've got a, a niche and I'm going, no, this is what I'm about. I, I don't know if that's helped build my following because I still find it really hard to, to build a following. And I think lots of other people that maybe don't have a very tight niche you know, I, I see them talking about similar things. It's hard to build a following and, and yeah. that. So, yeah, so I'm not sure. I'm, I'm really not sure. I, I would have thought it would. When you say build a following, though, I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't want to speak for you, but I presume you probably mean more on social media because I think on social media it's much harder to build a following. Yeah. Like regardless, just nowadays it is so hard. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, th- I think so. I mean, I, I guess I do mean my my readership as well. I mean, oh, okay. I, I think quite a good subscription base but it's not in the thousands and I don't have you know hundreds of thousands of hits on on the blog stuff mm. so so I think I'm still kind of whereas I know other other people that maybe don't have a defined niche do so it's tricky yeah. I don't know I, I think it's a bit of an ecosystem of things that lead to your success it's maybe your niche your personality your aesthetic your SEO I think it's a all a of those things well, individually yeah, I think yeah. that is lucky. I think that is an element, and also I think timing can also be a bit of an element. Like when you start yeah. a blog nowadays, it's a lot harder, particularly in in travel blogging. I think to get into the the echelon of kind of hundreds of thousands yeah. of hits a month. I, so I think so going too. back to kind of stumbling blocks, then were there any stumbling blocks that you found when you were getting things going with Weekend Candy? Yeah. Uh, oh God, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think t- time massively. I'm a bit of a faddist. So I kind of have an idea mm-hmm. and then I go, right, I put everything into it like a million miles an hour and I'll work really late and, you know, whatever. And everything else will just have to just, the teenager will have to just make her own dinner because I've got to do things, you know. <laughs> I, I, I throw everything at it. So I think I did that a lot at the beginning, and which was okay to get it launched, that initial energy that keeps you kind of getting something launched and, and going through some of the stumbling blocks. But I think that very soon on that burnt out and I was yeah. a bit like, gosh, it's the time thing for me that I, I really struggle with. Um, and obviously the kind of traditional ones, like getting to know the technology and yeah. trying to go, how do I do this and how do I do that? And I don't understand it. And then, and actually the biggest one is at first I was just writing bonkers, ridiculous nonsense content. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what I was writing about. It was just, it was so, oh, what's the word? It was so self-indulgent. Oh, God, yeah, no. My writing so, is still like that. But oh. <laughs> but, but, you, but the thing is, is, there's takeaway value from what you do and your writing. You, you open yourself up and I go, I connected with you and you see I had like a, a core message that you're getting across. Whereas I was just going, I wrote something weird about going into a church in Prague and about how I sat on my rape <laughs> And then it went off at this church. And it was just like, what use is that to anybody? I think as travel bloggers as well, when we start out, most of us start out writing very journal style as if our blog is our diary. So it's very much like, oh, I did this and then I did this and here's a funny anecdote. And we're not really thinking, what value does the reader get out of this? 
Yeah, that, that's right. I think I think that was a stumbling block in that when people came to my stuff, they probably went, "What the hell is this about?" You know. Uh, whereas now you're, you're absolutely right. That's that's part of the journey, isn't it? You kind of I've learned now what a blog, how a blog should work, yeah. and and how it, you know, the, the strategy behind it. Also, so the blog's very different now. I don't know. I find this quite hard, and I've started doing it for next year. I've started looking at kind of content planning because I'm quite like you, and I never knew the word faddist, but I think that's mm. definitely me. I'm very much like I'll go hard, burn out, mm. and then move on to the next thing. <laughs> yeah, I find, I find it quite difficult, but I think that's being a creative and being passionate about stuff. It's not very sustainable, is it? So I, I don't know if you find this, but when it comes to writing. I really struggle with writer's block quite, right, okay. quite regularly, quite often, uh, because I'm not very organised and restrained with my writing. So I've started kind yeah. of content planning and looking ahead at what I, sh- you know, yeah. do you have any kind of systems that you put in place to kind of uh, harness well, that's, uh, <laughs> it's Yeah, no, it's, I'd love to be able to plan content in mm-hmm. advance. And I think that's a really sensible way of doing it, because I think that the problem with writer's block I mean as a freelance writer and an ad writer I remember being schooled in there's no such thing as writer's block it's all about certainly for advertising and the stuff that I do it's all about you know you you have a plan a structure of what you're going to say and it's just about saying it and I think it's very different when you're doing creative writing because yes. then I think that is because you're looking for that sort of inspiration in, in yourself so so I think it's different but to overcome writer's block I think planning is absolutely critical I really do struggle with time. I sound like I'm whining a bit, but I find that I'm trying to juggle my work and being a single parent mm. and the blog and la da 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 all those other things. I, I really am short on time. So what I need is to build a habit, you know, like go, okay, a content plan would be a really good way mm. of structuring the, the posts to come and, you know, then take 30 minutes a, a week to do it or whatever it is. Yeah. So I think that's a really good good method for, for, for me. I'd love to be able to do it. I haven't quite got that in place. So in terms of strategies, I kind of am running really at the moment where I do a trip and then I can't write it up for about four to six weeks because I've got so much else to do, so much yeah. other client work. So I, I kind of am only just catching up with myself always. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the next thing that I've got to write up will be the last trip I've gone on and then I'll be on top of all my writing then I could start looking forward rather than looking behind if you know what I mean going I've got to catch up if I then had the luxury of you know a a sort of a less busy life I I would kind of go the the thing that I am a big believer in I don't I don't know if you've heard of it is something called personas no so in um like digital advertising and digital marketing lots of brands use things called personas where they basically build it's an it's an ideal customer profile so a client profile so so you build your you know who is your ideal reader for weekend candy it's somebody there's three of them one of them searching for inspiration who doesn't know where she's going to go on a weekend another one knows that she's going to Amsterdam on a weekend and is looking for specific details on something another person might have come back from Amsterdam and is nostalgic about it so so I break mine down like that and so what and this is kind of what I talk to clients about as well but but when you have your personas, actually what you can then do is match your content to them because then all you're doing is is going, right, so persona number one wants to know this, 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 and this. This is the sort of content that she's going to be looking for. That's how, it, in my ideal world, looking forward, if I was going to start to strategize what I do, that's what I'd do. Yeah. You know, use my personas very um, strategically like that to kind of go, right, okay, so 
you know, I, I need to write this piece of content for that person, this piece of content for the other person. I can also do this sort of pose for that person. And then that would help. Then I'd put that into a plan. So that that is what I would do if I, if I, if I could actually just get on top of everything yeah. and, and move it forward like that. That's so. really, that's a really, really, really good tip. I've never heard of personas, but I do have my ideal reader. However, yeah. I never thought <clears> of having a few different ones because I struggle a little bit because I don't have, I do have a defined niche, I guess, but it's quite hard yeah. to put into words. So but I know who I'm writing for. And so I have right. the person that I write for has a name in my head. You know, they've got a name. I know what they're doing each week. They're really excited when um, the Christmas coffee comes out and <laughs> they, yeah, yeah. they love Instagram, but they probably don't really dabble too much with Facebook, those sorts of things. And, and they're women. Yeah. Uh, yeah 100% right for women but I never thought especially when it comes to when I create travel content to have mm. a few different people with different because basically it's the same person isn't it but it's different facets of their life well, uh, well absolutely like, I mean, it can be quite complicated actually I'd recommend looking up um HubSpot's personas I mean there's, there's so much information out there on it but that without getting too bogged down in it the thing about personas is that everybody's at a different point in their buying journey so yeah. they're they're at a different point of where they are on their journey with your brand essentially and my personas that I just talked about they're at sort of different points it could be the same person but they're just at different points of that journey so as I say she doesn't know where she wants to go then actually decides she wants to go to Amsterdam she's looking about that and then she's been to Amsterdam she comes back so that's also quite linear you know that's one person that could go through that process and and I think the thing is, is when you really think about the sorts of people that can come to your blog are interested in what you can put out there or, or what your brand is offering you can come up with four or five personas and they're all at different points in the buying journey that can get quite complicated that's why you know it's always best to just kind of keep it to one or two but certainly for like digital marketing and, and that kind of stuff because I do digital marketing stuff I'd always recommend a brand doing that because then everything you create is meaningful yeah. and everything you create is is targeted and you know you're, you you adapt with your your personas and stuff so so you kind of and also you can have personas for web content or a persona for your social content you yeah. know so it can be quite complicated and there are actually you know companies that do that specifically for yeah. brands yeah but that's actually I think that's a really <laughs> good way as well of kind of reining yourself in yeah, I think so. And reminding yourself that, well, see, this this is this is tricky. I mean, you said something a, a while ago, which I thought, God, you're absolutely right. And I think it's, I suffered because I've worked in advertising, advertising for so long and I'm used to kind of, it's about me being a brand and what is the brand, and, you know, da, 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 da. and I kind of go, who comes to that brand and what do they want from it? And you did a, I, I can't know if you did a post on it or you put it on Instagram and you just said oh well, you said about you don't have to define your niche because you are your niche your personality yeah, is your niche yeah and I thought that was genius and I was like oh my god I never really thought about that and, yeah. and actually yeah maybe I can be a little bit more who I am which is batty and nonsensical and <laughs> gin soaked <laughs> um, rather than kind of have to go no I am this professional brand and this is what I do so that was a real eye-opener for me sorry I'm rambling off my point no, that I was no, make, no, no. But... That was really interesting. it's funny because I was talking to Monica Stott a couple of days ago and we were talking about oh. the fact that and actually I spoke to somebody the day before and so when we talk about niche people sometimes remember that I've banged on about so I know which post you're talking about is called no niche <laughs> oh, that <laughs> and, um, yeah, yeah it was kind of about me had come to the realization that I have a niche but I don't have a niche so this was Mm. maybe last year I wrote it 
yeah, I really do believe that you are your niche. But then at the same time, that was my rebellious side. And so I used to really love talking about the fact, oh, you know, don't worry about niche, don't worry about finding your niche, because, you know, you don't have to have a niche. But mm. then when I did Monica's course, and I chatted to her, then, I, then it reminded me again, yes, I do have a niche, because I'm my niche. So yeah. it always reminded me of my own <clears throat> words and my own feelings. And yeah, like, I think that's absolutely right. And it is about putting personality into things, isn't it? Because we're not travel websites. No. We are blogs. That's why people come to us. They like us. And actually, what you do really, really well, especially on Instagram stories, is inject loads and loads of personality. I mentioned you in that post that I wrote about Instagram s- stories as someone who does it really well. You were- Really? Yeah, I, yeah. I forgot to <laughs> tell you about it because I'm having this drama on Squarespace. I haven't really promoted anything that I've written. Oh, <laughs> it's okay. Such a, yeah, such a nightmare. Yeah. But yeah, I think you do it really, really well. You really get a sense of who you are through your Instagrams and through your, um, especially through your Instagram stories. I laugh out loud a lot at your <laughs> stories. <laughs> You're really creative with them as well. Do you know that's that's so lovely to hear because I think one of the things that we do struggle with is it's quite a lonely business. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And, and I think you just put stuff out there, and it's I obviously get comments back and stuff like that, but it's really nice when somebody says that because you just kind of go, oh, that it does it mean so much to me when when anybody says anything nice about what you do. I mean, you know, likewise with yourself, I'm constant. I love the way that you do your Instagram stories and you're so just here I am. And, and it's like vlogging. And I, I love that part of it. <laughs> I feel like a complete and utter twat in front of the camera. So, so I, I really can, can, I can only bear myself for like two seconds and then I have to, I have to caption it or make a photo because I'm just such an idiot. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, it's so nice that. And I think, yeah, that going back to the personality thing, you know, it's, it's really interesting what you said about the blog and a travel website, because in the beginning when I, as I spoke about earlier, I just was like, I was just writing content for mm-hmm. me and, and I was trying to, and actually just being dopey and daft like, yeah. which is like who I am in real life and then I sort of went no 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 I need to do the brand thing and make it about content that people can use and take away and then I started to slip into losing my personality yeah. from my blog yeah and it was actually your point about no you're your niche that put the whole halt on that and that oh, stopped wow. it yeah that's absolutely that's no, no, it, it was a massive game changer for me when you when you wrote that post. And I can't remember how I accessed it, whether I, whether I looked at the post or looked at it, I can't remember, but I just remember going, oh my God, yes, what am I doing? You know, I'm, I'm trying to become something, I'm trying to become like the lonely planet and I'm not that, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a person and that's who people buy into. So after you set, made that point, I've started to put myself back into my blog and, you know, photos of, of me <laughs> trying to look, uh, you know, like those travel bloggers that are really, like, gorgeous and stylish. Oh, my God, and trying you to look are like that. really gorgeous. If it, like, anybody who doesn't know who there is, go to her Instagram. <laughs> she is so hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's you true. really should meet me in real life. It's amazing what... what <laughs> amazing what a ton of makeup can do well but, I don't know about that but yeah no, thank you that's really sweet but but you know so that post made such a difference to me and so I try to put myself back into blog now and I think you saying that about my Instagram stories is really nice because that's where I feel freer yeah which is weird because maybe I should feel freer in my content but I don't I feel freer in my Instagram stories I think 
I think, yeah, no, I'm with you on that. And the post that I wrote about it where I said you do this really well, I was just saying this is why I think brands and bloggers should be using Instagram stories more. And I think it's a mistake if you're not using them. So for those of us who have been, uh, we're fairly established in using them. And I think people know what they're going to get when they come to my stories. And they know what they're going to get when they come to your stories, (laughs) that we're ahead of the pack. Because it's such a quick way of people understanding who you are. And that is where you can be really free. And mm. actually, do you know what? The way you do stories is still very on brand because you you maintain the same tones and the same kind of vibe. It still feels very Weekend Candy. So, you, you know, you can tell, like, but at the same I, time. I think I'm trying to rebrand. Sorry, sorry. No, no, I, I think on, I'm trying on. to rebrand and, and be a little bit more consistent in my, mm. you know, my colours and fonts and that kind of thing. Well, I'm actually rebuilding the Bleeding website at the moment, which was another one of my, I know what I'll do, I'll do oh, this. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, and, and like, you know, and then you end up going, why did I do Yeah, why? why? It was fine before. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, but as part of that, I thought, I'll rebrand as well. Hurrah. But you do. So, yeah, I, I'm trying to now be more consistent in my stories to try and get that balance of have a brand feel, but at the same time, still be real rather than too slick. You touched on it a little bit before when you were saying about, you know, it can be really lonely. And also, it's hard to put yourself out there so much. Yeah. Vulnerable. Yeah. Because for the majority of us we don't have to deal with too much criticism I mean it's not like we're all so big it's not like being a celebrity where you've got people pointing out your cellulite and all the other Mm. stuff but we do have to deal with a bit of criticism and people just not liking our stuff and it's hard and I think it's also the thing that I find is because it was really interesting I was listening to your your jealousy the podcast jealousy one that you did which I thought was really really good and completely what I certainly needed to hear and and I'm sure lots of other people did as well because you know it was kind of like going you know it's okay to feel jealous about these other people because they might feel jealous of you but one of the things about when you say about the criticism that we don't get as much criticism the thing I find with Instagram stories is quite hard is if I put myself in front of the camera I'm really critical of myself yeah um, right. And then I'll look at yours and I'll go, how does she look so good without any makeup on? Uh, and I'll look at mine and go, I couldn't go in front of the camera. And make, seriously, the screen would crack. People's eyes bleed. That's ridiculous. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? That's so I yeah. find it's it's kind of, it, we may not get any kind of trolls or anything because we're not superstar bloggers or, or celebrities, but the internal critic, I think, is really yes. hard yeah, still. And, and you're really good at just putting yourself out there and going, oh, yeah, I haven't got any makeup on or, or whatever. And I aspire to be as okay with that I haven't quite got it yet because I have to make sure that my hair's right and I've got loads of makeup on and the lighting's okay because I'm just too self-critical otherwise because you saying that I am good at kind of putting myself out there I don't even really feel that I am like so for example I don't know if you find this I feel like you're probably better at me at networking because that's another thing that people sort of talk about being a real game changer in blogging and getting yourself kind of out there and I hate networking I'm so (laughs) awkward there's been so many times when I've got myself ready to go out and then just had a real like cry and then been like no I'm not going yeah so it's funny whereas I can sit there and chat to the world well not even the world because it's not like I've got millions of followers (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but you know I, I like your your aspiration there <laughs> <laughs> one day it will be the world Lucy it will <laughs> but yeah like in real life I'm fine one-on-one or in small groups but yeah networking is just not for me at all 
It's a weird thing, networking, and I think it's depending on what sort of networking event. So when I first started freelance a long, long time ago, when my daughter was quite small, I went to these businessy networking things, like the business brunches, and they were so bloody awful, you know, because <laughs> you're approaching somebody to shake their hand, and, mm. and you're both looking at each other like, I'm pretending I like you, and I'm pretending I like you, but what I really want is, what can you do for me? What can you do for me? And that's that's all it is, and it's horrible, and it's hideous, yeah. and I don't like that sort of lack of emotion and mm. and uh, it's just horrible but then if you went to like a bloggers thing actually for me that I'd, I'd find that easier because I'd be like oh I'm so excited to meet that person in real life or I don't feel like I'm trying to extract something out of them yeah. but then I guess what you're talking about is if you go with like PRs and stuff and you're kind of going oh I'm such and such and do you really want no, to like even people? blogger events I find really oh, difficult yeah. and it, it's really silly because when you were just saying you know like no one's trying to get anything out of you mm. I think that is true for the for the majority certainly when I go to them yeah I have that like fangirling thing of oh I want to speak to this person or that person and maybe people think that about me too I don't think so but then I do feel like people are trying to get stuff out of you because people are like, oh, what's your blog? What can I get from you? Can I get contacts? Or Oh, gosh, that's really isn't that interesting. I wouldn't, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's just maybe the way we... Yeah, because like, I Perception, say, isn't it, really? Yeah, I think it is but the perception. Your podmas has been amazing, by the way. Oh, um, thank Because I've been really into <laughs> The one you spoke about with Elle about sort of press trips going wrong yes. and all that, that kind yes. of thing. So, so I had the naivety to think once that because we're bloggers bloggers is the thing that unites us by blood yeah, you know and, yeah, and yeah. I just thought everyone would be the same you know no agendas no kind of egos no this that or the other that's what I kind of thought I, I when I naively went on a press trip that didn't work out very well I, I wonder if that's a similar thing maybe you have sub, subconsciously about going to networking where there's bloggers you know that, that yeah. actually that they're people that have agendas yeah. <laughs> rather than just bloggers that are going oh I'm so excited to meet you yeah, exactly. And actually, when you talk about press trips, I mean, I've spoken about it before, but I really don't like press trips. I don't like group press trips. I particularly yeah. don't like them when it's bloggers. It, yeah. When it's journalists, it's fine. When I'm going on one with right. where I'm there because I'm a journalist and I'm with other journalists, I find yeah. that fine because I've been very lucky and I've never had a bad experience. Mm. But I know most people who've been on them like have got one horror story to tell. Right, but yeah, 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 I don't like going on them with other bloggers because I just find, yeah, I just think sometimes there's a lot of egos and I'm just not up for organised fun. And I think just by my nature that I'm introverted, I want to kind of check out. Yeah. It's terrible, really. No, not at all. I think yeah. that's absolutely healthy. And an interesting post for like newbie travel bloggers, and I, I say newbie like I'm not a newbie, I still consider myself a newbie, but because when I first started, I thought the press trip, that was the game, you know, yeah. being an Arsenal press trip, that was the thing, then I had made it. Yeah, and yeah. when I went on one, it didn't work out very well. I, I was really crestfallen and I was really devastated. And then I remember reading um, Mrs. O around the world, who I love, and she said, oh, she doesn't go on press trips. I don't think she wrote a post about it, but she had a thing on her blog saying she didn't go on press trips. And I was like, Oh my God, right. So yeah. so that's okay not to go on press trips. And so you saying that as well, again, is like, oh, okay, that's that's okay then. It doesn't matter that, that we don't, you know, no, that we can go, no, I'm not that sort of blogger or I don't like doing that. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, and actually that's a really good point. Like that's something that you need to define for yourself. It's not the ultimate, yeah. I, I can understand why people think, and if you're the sort of person who is very sociable and you love that mm. kind of thing, but don't worry if 
you have been blogging for years and you still mm. haven't got that elusive press trip because they're not that difficult to no. once you're on them you're like yeah you get invited on more and you probably will realize mm. that they're not all that great <laughs> they are yeah, great yeah. And I don't want to sound neither of us are uh, trying to sound ungrateful because no, it's more God, no. it's more that like you it's you do the same as me and do kind of individual press trips now don't you you yes yeah yeah it works better for you because it's on brand and for me it's the only way I really want to do things because everybody Mm. has different content that they need to write so having five activities that you're all doing the exact same Mm. thing doesn't necessarily make for super original content Mm. that's just yeah I think you're right I'm I'm still really grateful if I get offered anything I always think oh my god that's amazing thank you thank you but it is important to kind of say yeah to, to people that maybe are thinking that that's the measure of of success it's not it's it's a thing that is really nice to be invited on but it's okay to kind of go I'm not sure whether I should or you know whether I'm comfortable doing that yeah because Um, it's not right for everybody and if uh, because another thing I suppose in terms of being professional if you mm -hmm. aren't going to be able to deliver the best content but you just really want that holiday then it's not it's not very professional to for example if you were invited on a press trip to the philippines for example mm. for like three weeks then the content you would deliver probably <laughs> for a week would be quite interesting <laughs> <laughs> it would be a very very it's a very 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 long weekend in the yes. <laughs> <laughs> which i probably would still write actually <laughs> and hopefully people would understand my position <laughs> but, but yeah yeah no you're right i can't you gotta you gotta stay true to who you are i you? think so yeah <clears throat> Mm, um, so yeah. something else I wanted to talk to you about was your Cheltenham bloggers because oh, yes. so you're based out in the Cotswolds. I'm very jealous. Mm-hmm. It's you and Lucy, isn't it? Um, yes, yeah. Lucy Dodsworth does. is on the loose. Sometimes mm-hmm. we get confused. People get the two of us confused. I think I've had people mm-hmm. say, "Oh, Wonderly, are you on the loose?" I'm like, "No, no, no, that's the other loose." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Why? How did that come about? I had an idea one day like I sort of <laughs> tend to do because uh, in Bristol there's quite a good um there's a good, great creative thing so Bristol's yeah. sorry for people's geography is not too far from where I am uh-huh. uh near, near Cheltenham so it's about 40 minutes down the motorway so there's a really good creative scene in, in Bristol and there's also a bloggers Bristol bloggers group that was set up by Heather Cowper off um Heather on her travels and she'd held a couple of social events and I'd, I'd been down to those which were great but I just thought it's you know it's quite a long way to go for an evening and I thought gosh there's a Cotswold bloggers group so googled it there's nothing and I thought right well might as well start one then so, so that was it and I, I had met Lucy for coffee because when I realized that she lived in Cheltenham so I lived just outside of Cheltenham in a, a place I actually lived in a place called Paradise which is um no way that's amazing yeah totally am a bird of paradise <laughs> <laughs> totally want that on a t-shirt or a tattoo um but uh, so too far from Cheltenham I met up with Lucy for coffee and then had this idea and thought oh god I wonder if Lucy would be interested in doing it and she was like totally up for it so that that was it we just started it you know after a, a chat and a coffee and we basically yeah just try and connect bloggers from from the Cotswolds in you know socials we try and get them together and that kind of thing and networking at the inverted commas loosely inverted commas because <laughs> it's just it is so lonely really and and it's such a weird thing to say you're a blogger and people don't really understand it and yeah and it's nice to have that self-help of 
you don't mind if I take my phone and take 40 pictures of my pizza? Yes. Right, my pizza. <laughs> it's nice to have other people that understand why you're doing that. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so we just, we just did that and, and it's really lovely. I've met, we've met some really lovely people through it. It's great. So I think we've got about over 100 members in the Facebook group at the moment. And wow, that's amazing. So yeah, that's, that's it. We just try and get together and, and hang out really. This is probably another good tip to get yourself a little group of like-minded people who you can take yeah exactly the simple things like you can go have a coffee and you're all not going to be asked if you end up drinking your coffee when it's cold because you've taken (laughs) xyz pictures but also that you've got someone there to bounce ideas off and someone to say oh don't worry I only got paid 20 pounds for that sponsored post too or oh yeah that weird email came to me as well and I thought it was odd or you know there's stuff like that that I think there's so much smoke and mirrors in Mm. blogging that if you can find people who will be honest with you and who you feel safe to be honest with as well, it is a massive game changer because the quicker that you can get to feeling comfortable with yourself, the easier mm. life will be. I think you're right. I'm always happy to like chat to people about mm. what I do and, and how I did it and, and that kind of thing because so many people were helpful to me when I was asking questions yeah. when I started. And there's a blogger who's just started and she's like, well, what should I do about this? You know, it's, it's that sharing of knowledge, yeah. I think, and, and being generous and grateful for everything, really. But, but also that you can connect with other people that you might not have connected with in other circumstances. I mean, I just find that, I find that amazing that I can meet people like you or, or, you know, anyone else that I probably wouldn't, you know, that we yeah, can just connect. Our, our paths would cross otherwise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it exactly. Awesome about blogging. Yeah, so, and uh, it's about community anyway, blogging, isn't it? So that, yeah, that's yeah, the point, I think. Yeah. So actually having an offline community makes sense, yeah. not just an online community. Yes, yeah, that's true. So where can everybody find you online and is there something that you're working on that you can share with us like what's your next trip or are you doing anything okay. exciting? Right well uh, no. <laughs> Putting the pressure on. <laughs> We've got... No I know exactly what am I doing this season? My blog is weekendcandy.com. I'm Weekend Candy on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, although I don't hang out on Twitter very much anymore, but Instagram I kind of like lots. So I'm there. I haven't got any other trips planned at the moment purely because I'm rebranding and I'm redoing my blog and I'm trying to get all that off the ground. So I just, I'm I'm not going to put any trips in the diary until that is all done. new website. Yeah, new website and a new brand. I'm hoping to launch that in the new year. Thank you so much for being part of the podcast. Uh, Oh no, thank you for having me. I've really enjoyed it. Thanks so much.